0: Welcome to episode number 253 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast from your host, Alex Fast, joined as
1: always by the two and eight, Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? Oh, I, could, I should have known... <laughs> Uh, so this is the pitchless staff league. I am down two to eight to someone that was on ESPN last night. <laughs> yeah, to Eduardo Perez. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to, to, we, we, we got a we got a, a
0: Buster. Uh, why can't I remember his Old. Oldie. I was yeah. gonna say Buster Keaton. Mm, I was gonna go Posey.
1: But uh, but oh. yeah, Fast was on ESPN <laughs> last night with an amazing overlay of Shohei Otani's pitchers mm-hmm. pitches, I should yeah, say. Yeah. And I'm losing to him in the staff league two eight right now. Yes. It was a zero to ten.
0: Yes, and then Nelson Cruz just dragged you back into mm. it. And it's by no fault of your own. I do not know how I had such a great start with these pitchers. When Matthew Boyd starts out the year with no one runs, you know yeah, you're going to be go. in good shape. Nick and I are just going to take as many victory laps as possible in this episode based off four no. days. Uh, no, we're no. not. We're absolutely not going to do that. But we do have a really good show planned for you. I mean, guys, it, opening week has been so much fun oh so far. And uh, listen, if you're sitting here at home, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I've had it, or at least I used to have it a couple of years ago. You're sitting there. You're watching a game something really amazing happens and then you go to like text your single friend who likes baseball about it and you're like this doesn't really feel as good well guess what we got a place for you you turkey (laughs) you can come to the pl plus discord which is active all day every day talk about the best plays that have happened you know it's a great feeling you go into the discord and someone else is already typing about the thing that you were just gonna come there and type about and then you just freak out about it and it's great
1: yeah all right.
0: Anyway, <laughs> no, no, I mean, okay. <laughs>
1: That that was wonderful. Fast. I no. I did a um. I did a Twitch stream for seven hours. Unreal. I uh, from one to eight on opening day, and it was so much fun. Mm. Oh man! Twitch.tv/slash was come by eight thirty to ten a.m. every single morning. I do the list as well. I did it today. Mm. You can know about the list before it's live. Before your league mates come watch me create it. Ask all the questions that you want. And on Thursday, starting at noon, uh, this week's going going to be an hour, but in future weeks, two hours, I'm going to be breaking down pitchers that you request live on Twitch. So definitely go to twitch.tv slash pitch for that. But, yeah, baseball's here. Fast. Baseball's here. wonderful. It is. I mean, even y- yesterday, I mean, man, just thinking about all the amazing things that have happened,
0: we saw the, the Barrios Burns no-hitter oh back and forth. Unbelievable. Obviously, Shohei Otani put on, you know, the Showtime last mm-hmm. night, which was unbelievable. That first pitch home run, I thought my – Computer was going to explode. <laughs> was that was so amazing. Great. It was so good. The Akil Badu home run yes. off Aaron Savali, his first pitch. I mean, that's you know, the, how can you not be romantic about baseball? I mean, or unbelievable. Cities? I mean, German oh, Mercedes going oh eight my. for eight to break some records. I mean, yeah,
1: just some absolute... Oh. The Orioles being the best team in baseball. Power rankings, I think they were four or five. <laughs> they, were, they were ahead of the You Padres. were texting Eduardo Perez for I, that. I, you I, were in his yeah. ear. You it, must have been It was fast. really
0: unbelievable. Uh, so with that, t- obviously, you can tell we are very, very happy that baseball's back. We're also happy to be back in the form of the podcast. We're going to do it like we usually do. Yes. We're going to talk with, uh, some news real quick, um, and then we're obviously going to get to the list that came out today. But before we do... What I think would be nice to hear... uh, Actually, uh, let's start with the news. After that, we're going to get into some fun takeaways from the opening week. But uh, a few things... Some of which we're going to ignore because we're going to talk about them later on. For example, Matt Shoemaker pitched before we recorded today. Six innings pitched, one on run, three hits, no walks, five Ks against the
1: Tigers. That's the cobbler, baby. That's the that's, cobbler. We, he was one of those guys I was considering at the end of the list before about like, hey, he gets the Tigers first. And I would start him for that considering it's also the Twins. Yeah. And you got to win in that game.
0: Yes, he and did. That,
1: that's, he did exactly. You know, I don't know if you know this of, oh, man. I think his name is Dennis Green, but the former coach of the uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who has his famous press. Uh, uh, and no, no, he goes no. exactly what they thought they were. Oh yeah, they're exactly, exactly what we, yeah, yeah what we thought they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what Shoemaker was today. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Yeah, definitely. I mean. You, all you really needed if you
0: were the twins was was Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Uh, a, a grand slam at 114 miles an hour. This is an interesting trivia fact that I dug up today, okay? Mm. His second home run was actually harder than the first, 116.6 miles an hour. Okay. okay. Wow. So, I looked at the leaderboards. He is now third on the all-time leaderboards of home runs hit with an exit velocity greater than or equal to 116 miles an hour. Okay. Now, remember, we only have 5 years or 5 or 6 years of data yeah. on this, right? Okay. So, he is third on the list yeah. at 13 home runs. Greater than or equal to 116 miles an hour Aaron Judge is second on that list With 27 home runs First is Giancarlo Stanton As I think everyone would guess With how many Oh. All so of them. 27, <laughs> 27 for Judge, thirteen for Nelson Cruz, and this is home runs greater than or equal to 116 miles an hour from 2015 on, right? Because only when they started tracking 70 StatCast. 75. Oh <laughs> that is the fact that you even <laughs> guessed high and it was still higher. Oh man. Dude, that's insane. You can add two and three and four together, by the way. Number four is now Carlos Gonzalez. Uh, I know, bizarre. Yeah, exactly. You can add all of them together, and it's still not Mm. as many as Giancarlo Stanton. Um, Okay, other pitchers that went today that we're probably actually not going to get to in in this episode. Danny Duffy, six innings pitch, no one runs,
1: two hits, three walks, five Ks against the Indians. It's the same thing. Look, I'm in the guillotine league, Mm 18-teamer, and I have Shoemaker and Duffy just for this. Yeah. It's working working now I'm like okay cool I got my draft plan and everything I got my early good matchups I gotta make sure I get the next good matchups too now Mm. so hopefully I can get there Was there? I don't want to put you on the spot
0: obviously you're an extremely
1: busy person you might not have even seen it at all were you able to see anything from Duffy today I was actually watching it uh, for the past like 30 minutes or so was there
0: anything good at all or just straight up Duffy I mean
1: I saw him hitting like 92-93 instead of like falling down to 90 miles per hour which is good but Mm -hmm. it's Duffy kind of you know yeah I think we're going to talk about Logan Allen later, so I'm going to wait to talk about him. Um, Someone who I don't think they
0: made the list, but then maybe you were thinking maybe they should, who went today was Steven Matz. Mm. Six innings pitched, one run, two hits, one walk, eight Ks against a Texas team that just feasted on the Royals, too, by the way. So we can't just all of a sudden say they're the worst team ever. They put up a lot
1: of runs against the Royals. Very interesting start for Steven Matz. Absolutely. Uh, I've actually, you were watching the, this Twitch stream. I was debating about who the last two guys should be on the list. Mm. And one of them was Steven Matz. And then in the end, someone suggested Nick Pavetta. And I just couldn't I just couldn't resist that at 100. Steven Matz probably deserved 100 over Pavetta. And this is before this start happened. He was getting Texas. And I'd rather have started Matz over at Texas over Pavetta's start tonight. But. Hey, you know what? Don't blame me, okay? Don't don't yell too loudly. Uh, it's just it's Nick Bavetta at 100. We've talked about this before. The 100 spot is a very special one.
0: You know, this is going to be the theme of the podcast, too, right? Like, we, we promise ourselves that spring training stats don't matter, and then we talk about spring training stats. We promise ourselves that we're not going to get too excited about a single start, and then we have to get excited about a single start. So we're going to do our best to temper expectations, and I'm going to put this little caveat over the entire podcast, which is it's a start. Mm. It is a start.
1: Start yes, for it's the every... Kyle Hendricks' rule. Oh, very nice. Go right? ahead and explain what that is. Uh, that was last year, if you guys remember, the complete game shutout that Kyle Hendricks threw. Uh, this man over here was taking victory laps that I had to stop him physically and bring him into the room to do a podcast. It was right over the first, the whole course of the year, of course. Yes, but. yes. Yeah. But then the next start, Kyle Hendricks thought six earned runs. Yes. And uh, that's the, that's why it's the Kyle Hendricks' rule that the first start, you can look as good as anything. But we just don't know how they're going to be in the second start.
0: Yes. Um, one thing that I noticed that was very interesting about Stephen Matz today... Not a lot of sliders. Really kind of dipped down on the slider usage. She went to the slider under 10% of the time. Uh mostly going sinker changeup. Really, that was kind of it. Sinker changeup, Sinker or changeup. Change very interesting to kind of note. Now, that's kind of it for the news. If you're saying, hey, there's probably more news. There's maybe some injuries, you dingus, just check out the first pitch podcast yeah. every single morning. Mm. I had a I had one of the greatest um I was very happy that I got someone who added me on Twitter. And they said that they they were happy to have it back, and that it was nice that it went fast. And I said, "This is how I feel." Where I want you to think like, "Is this on two times speed?" (laughs) You know, like that's that's my goal. Like, you, I do not. It's my nightmare to think of you speeding up that podcast. Mm. Um, Okay, some more fun things that I want to do before we get into the list. Yes, and this is all timestamped too. Thanks to Prever Puth. I think think that's
1: that's his name. Yeah, we won't let him. That's gonna drive him nuts. Yeah, it is. Bringle Bruth? I don't know. Uh, I think it's He truth. It's, ah, that's what it is. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um so
0: we're gonna get to the list a little bit later, but what I want to talk about? let's get excited. three top takeaways from opening day, okay? So we're going to hit on so many pitchers today, but I actually want to talk about a few that got us really excited, especially because there weren't a lot of movers and shakers in the top 50. Oh, yeah, no. um, And for good reason. So we're not going to actually talk about a lot of those guys, which is beneficial. You want to know who you should be picking up off the waiver wire and so forth and so on. The other caveat I'm going to reinforce again, this is just guys that we were excited by their start. This doesn't mean it's a victory lap. It doesn't mean that you need to trade for them. It just means, hey, we saw it and we were excited about it. And to be honest... I guess who you're... Th- oh, I got the third one wrong. Yep. I'm going to kick it over to you. The person I want you to start with first, only
1: because this is the first person that you got really excited about on the stream, was Sandy Alcantara. Oh my God, Sandy Alcantara. I mean, okay, that the live opening day, right, that I did for seven hours, I was focusing only on Glasnow and Alcantara in one box. Like, I had like seven boxes on my two screens and everything like that watching these games, but I had that one as, as the center. And I was even, like, even during Glasnow, throwing sliders that were so unbelievably good, and I am really excited about that, too. Mm-hmm. Like that, Tyler Glasnow has been searching for a strike-getting pitch. Yeah. Right? He has a fastball that he can't quite command enough. The curveball was always like, is it going to land or not? I don't know. He's always needed a secondary pitch to throw for strikes. That slider is it. It's it's really crazy, but just one start. Kyle Hendricks will got yeah, yeah, to gotta hold, back. hold back. He was doing that. And even I was like, all right, just get through this. I won't go back to Alcantara. Yeah, That's how much I was into Alcantara, right? And uh, it was throwing 98 on the edges and then a 93 mile per hour change up. It was just, it was so beautiful. Yeah. This is the man that we were hoping for. And there it was an opening day. I just hope that it sticks through the year. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Definitely very exciting, very encouraging. The guy, the first guy for me was Jose Barrios. Tough not to get excited oh, about yes. it, obviously, right? He sets a, I believe, a career-high CSW. I think it was around 44%. Uh, 59% CSWs on those curveballs, and obviously if you read the SP Roundup, which you should be, Nick brings up a great point, which is this is the thing with Barrios. He can have the curveball, and then sometimes it can go away for a long stretch of time. The one thing that I'm curious about is, is his final arrival on the third base side of the, of the he rubber... the can't go any farther. He can't go any <laughs> farther, literally, before he he is just doing, you know, filling in for Josh Donaldson while he's hurt. Um, maybe, hopefully, and we don't know, maybe that helps him find the consistency with the pitch. Hopefully, I'll be curious to see either way. I mean, it's tough to out-duel a guy who is also throwing a no <laughs> you know I mean?
1: well, it was That was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, Prius was also, if you remember last year, 2020, mm. increased his velocity, right? Yeah. Increased it even more. you it was about ninety five and change, as opposed to the ninety four and change he yeah, had last year. Very exciting. So that was really, really good. But right, the the, uh, the undulation of Barrios is a constant it, every single year. Yeah. Right. He has like four starts that are just bliss. Look, remember the Puerto Rico game where he was amazing. I think I think he even threw like a complete game shutout in that. Uh-huh. Also had that sandwiched by at least one uh, eight inning zero and run start. It was. This is a typical thing for him. Yeah. To have these amazing stretches. And then after that, it's like multiple games of at least three earned runs, four earned runs in there, and you're just going, "What is? I don't, I don't know." So I hope that he just avoids that completely, has that c- proper breakout season, mm. and uh, we can all celebrate later. Uh, speaking of celebrating, cause to celebrate Zach Wheeler in a mm. Wow, what a debut! That was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, I didn't look. He had ten strikeouts. I don't know if he's going to get ten strikeouts again this year. I would hope he does. Mm. The fact that he was comfortable elevating four-seamers at times was really encouraging. Yes. And where he put his slider was very, very good. Down in a way, he didn't get as many whiffs as I would want. There was one that was to Ozuna that was a foul tip that could have been caught by Real Mutas. It would have been, I think, three as opposed to two whiffs that he got. But, oh, man, Wheeler being able to put the the fastball anywhere he wanted at 98. I I remember seeing his spring training start against the Yankees in the first two innings. He looked just so good with that heater, and Mm. I wanted to put out a tweet about it. And then all of a sudden he got the bases loaded and he threw a curveball inside to Garner right in the wheelhouse and it was a grand slam and I knew all the negative responses course, I would have yeah. gotten on what Twitter. What happened next? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, it was you. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, it's all my forty burners. Oh my god. Uh, I I can't. even... You have no time whatsoever. The idea that you have a burner account. I don't for have, me. I don't have a single yeah. burner. I don't of have a burner on Reddit. Yeah. Not on Twitter. Nothing. Same here. Uh, I know everyone's not going to believe this, but this is you actually have one burner. Cheer. What? Uh, the Kraken. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, literally, what are you thinking of? (laughs) That's good stuff. Uh, If you're you're curious about the Kraken, you got to, when you you meet Fast and me, ask us about the Kraken. Yeah, I'll tell you Wonderful. Um, But anyway, so Zach Wheeler, I I really do believe, just like Alcantara, they both can go over 180 innings this year. Mm. I don't think they'll be limited, and they both showcased really good fastballs that allowed them to go deep into games and also some strikeout upside in there, too. So I'm pumped. Yeah, I,
0: I, I you know, my little mini maya couple is I was very concerned about the strikeouts, and I thought he, Wheeler was just going to be a guy who was going to keep those ratios and be, you know, as you said very aptly, Kyle Hendricks 2.0. Increased rise, increased run on that four-seamer. Very interesting. Really excited to see what the efficiency looks like on that pitch. Caleb Cotham looks like he could be working some magic in in Philly, which is exciting for that squad. And he did do, in my mind, kind of the Bueller approach. He kind of shot knees early on in the count. And then, as you said, elevated with two strikes. And if it works for Bueller, it can work Mm. for Zach Wheeler. The other guy I was excited about, uh, we got, I think I have two more. You have one more, Lance McCullers. You want to have your mind blown. You want to go to Lance McCullers Baseball page and take a
1: look at what pitch he threw the most this past week against the A's. He threw
0: 34 sliders. Yeah,
1: I know. And, and this is the funniest thing is, like, McCullers' best pitch is the curveball, right? And he didn't
0: throw it. He didn't <laughs> throw like, <laughs> I Like, I was literally racking my brain to think about a time where like, I was like, oh, I've got a new pitch. And rather than being like, yeah, I peppered in 10 to 15, he was like, I threw 34 in the first four innings. Right? You know what I mean? It was unbelievable. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. Now, obviously, too, it... Five innings pitch, one run, run, three walks, seven Ks. He got into some command issues in the beginning of the game. He settled in a little bit, then had some more command issues later. He battled a bunch. So obviously, there were some concerns there with that command, and he was able to tight rope out of a lot of tight spots. But it's exciting to know that if he finds that right balance of curveball slider, and he still has that changeup, that slider, and apparently even the camera angle didn't make it look as good as it did. Now it
1: just comes Put it this way. For Glass now and for McCullers, it comes down to the same thing now. Can we get the innings? Well, right. Well, and I will say this. The importance of that slider for McCullers, you're thinking like, well, he had a really good pitch in the curveball before just replaced it with a slider. It doesn't really matter. Well, it does because the times when the curveball wasn't there, now you have another option to get it. That's the importance mm-hmm. of those deep repertoires. That's a really, really, really good thing uh, for McCullers. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Throwing for strikes. And that's a good thing, too. Yes. Uh, with McCullers. So, yeah, I hope he gets those innings. That's the major, major focus, as you said. Um, and the last one for me was opposite Barrios. I mean, look, Corbin <laughs> Burns. It, he was just so good. Yeah, was he was fantastic. He it, it was crazy. It was unbelievable. And I actually, you know, you were saying, like, I didn't really touch the top 50. I really only touched one person in the top 25. And I thought to myself, you know what? I have to put Burns higher. He's just too good. Even the home run he gave up was like, okay, there was a 96-mile-an-hour cutter down and away. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Buxton was like, eh, all right, we're done here. Yeah, exactly. like, let's, let's keep this moving. It was a great pitch. And, but it, Burns... Look, his command that we saw last year, this is the thing I was trying to be conservative about, being like, yes, he performed at that level, but oftentimes it doesn't always stick. It was a small sample. He didn't really start uh, being in the rotation until a couple games in, Uh even. But, I mean, you watch that game and you know that, oh, yeah, he he is... He is dope, and I feel dope for rostering. Him.
0: Yes, he was great. The last person I want to talk about, Yusei Kikuchi, 10Ks tied his career high, 25 called strikes a new career high, 40% Ow. CSW a career high, too. Still some issues, little warts here and there, two home runs, the two run home run to Buster Posey, and that had been his issue before, but also command sometimes of that four-seamer had been his issue. In this one start, he had an absurd, I think it was 77% zone rate on that four-seamer, and he huh. was throwing 96-97. I was very, very excited. I'm going to repeat for the last time, none of this means that these are victory laps. None of this means that these guys are now sure things. All six of these guys can get blown up in their second start. These are the things that Nick and I watched, and we thought, man, we just love baseball. I know.
1: Isn't it so sad that he gets the Twins and he gets the Astros and Red Sox next? I I mean, so, well, that brings up an interesting point. It brings up my next point. Yes.
0: Here are the 10 offenses, top 10 offenses by Woba to start the first four days. Okay. Yep. Kansas City is the best offense in baseball. Well, yeah. They face the Rangers pitching staff. Exactly. And Texas is the number six who face the Royals pitching yeah. staff, which is even better. Um, what do you mean? All right, yeah. Baltimore Maybe. is number seven. Okay. Cleveland, yeah. number
1: nine. Mm-hmm. Miami, number 10. I, I Okay, I got... Here are the I worst. I don't know what it is, but the way you say Miami to me is just entertaining. I know. Entertaining. You, I, know you I don't love know, know what You're, it is. It's the why. You dig it. Maybe,
0: yeah. You've always dug it.
1: <laughs> 20, the Yankees. 23, Toronto. 26, yeah. Milwaukee. Boston, 27. And 28 Atlanta So what's really funny Is that I put in The, the, the staffs they faced Except for Boston <laughs> And because Boston I and New York well, right, but I, I I didn't want to keep going. But uh, but Boston, I had to skip over because it, it was like Matt Harvey was in there. Matt Harvey was number two. Yeah. <laughs> number three was Bruce Zimmerman, who, who they made look like an ace. Yeah, but okay, so you even texted me about this. He was very good. Yeah, Bruce Zimmerman followed the Blake Snell blueprint. We're going like, to get to him. He's, he's on tea. there. He's on there. We're going to get to him. It was kind of like, well, okay.
0: I told you. Okay. But, well, I didn't tell you. I said, hey, check out Bruce Zimmerman. I think he's really good. Um, He told me. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but that then gives you the impression that you were like, "Hey, no, be quiet about Bruce Zimmerman." Wow, uh, what then, a voice. Yeah, that's kind of actually literally what my uncle sounds like. Um, I, I don't know, Nick. I I, I scared. I don't <laughs> The first time he came out with the list about... We don't know what's going to happen in this first week. Right. People were recommending, and myself included. I I am not... I fell right into this. Recommending... Uh, I streamed uh, uh, Brad Keller. Thought he would have mm. been a good choice against I thought, Texas. I, I thought it would be a good choice, too. He got absolutely wrecked. I just don't think in the first week or two of the season that we can be recommending specifically against weak offenses. Now, you can put that right back in my face and say, well, what about Matt Shoemaker today? And Danny but, Duffy. But Detroit really hit Cleveland's pitching. Miguel Cabrera well, against oh, Shane Bieber. Oh, yeah, Beaver. okay, in a blizzard. Oh, but same thing against Aaron Saval, same things against Zach Plezak. Zach Plezak did not look they good. Did,
1: they didn't get wrecked. They, I, I would say that's more on the on the side of the pitcher not performing up to their level, less of the, actually the offense being a good offense.
0: I, I still think that
1: we can't... So Kansas City being number one. I mean, you're just saying, okay, well, that was just Texas pitching. I mean, I think it is a very small sample. And yeah, Texas's pitching is not good. I'm not saying that these are going to be the best offenses. My yeah. point is, I don't think we can just
0: look at these offenses in the beginning when we don't know anything about them and say, okay, you can stream against that offense, because
1: we just don't know. Oh yeah, okay, so so a couple things. Yes, mm-hmm. Um. I, I've i said it before, I'll say it again, streaming in April is incredibly tough. It's the toughest month to do it because of exactly that, and the fact that we have assumptions about pitchers that aren't always true. Yeah. Right? Offenses are changing, they could be better than we think, and also pitchers can be worse than we think. Yeah. Right? So those two things certainly can combine and be a very very bad thing. I uh, I forgot the other parts. That's the most important <laughs> one. That's the most important one. I uh, I mean, yeah. What is? It? What? Say the question again. <laughs> what, so I I don't think I even phrased it properly in a real question. No, I, I no. wrote the
0: question at the bottom. Should we be more f- this early? Okay, yes. for the first two or three weeks of the season right. before things stabilize. Yep. Should we be more focused on talent upside pitchers as opposed to
1: matchups? I see. Right, right, yeah. I remember now. Uh, I think I, I'm going to stand by what I said before okay. in the preseason because I think there are a lot of pitchers still that we are capitalizing on because of these matchups and stuff with uh, the Mariners pitchers uh, like Kikuchi, knowing that he was against the Giants and because mm. that's changed. That worked out. I would have started Kikuchi against the Giants and then that worked out. Mm. Right. They are like, I would say over... Uh, all of the pitchers for like the matchups and and whatever it did work out. Garrett Richards did not whatsoever. You Orioles laced him, but Nathaniel Evaldi did. Mm-hmm. I, but this is the thing though. Logan Webb didn't. You know what I mean? There's so well, many. Well, Logan Webb was more of a question of like, is he actually that great though? Mm. That was you know, it's it's always a balance. This is the this is the world of streaming, right? Is like how. How easy is it to actually uh, expect a guy to pitch at the level that we want him to? Mm -hmm. And there's always a balance of their skill set versus the actual offense. I think... At least for the guys that had solid ability or higher and not the questionable ones. Because a lot of the ones we're focusing on are very much of the questionable. Like, I don't know if they're actually good or not in the first place. They're only in consideration because it's such a bad offense. Mm-hmm. Shoemaker, I think, is actually kind of like he's been a Toby. He's always kind of been able to do this. Yeah. That's a little bit more stable to me. Same with Jay Happ is going later this weekend. And Pinedo, that was a that worked out well, right? I think there are a lot of these that are more secure than others uh, that we just don't know the pitcher ability. I still think we can make these assumptions about offenses. Yes, this is a little alarming. though, like, I mean, we consider the Royals as a boomer bust offense anyway. That they were like the sleeper offense in the first place. I should say. Yeah. Uh, Texas is not going to be number six.
0: But no, but this, but. Th- I- I'm, that's not my point at all. Okay. I do think over the course of the season, while Kansas City will perform better than people thought, that Texas will fall by the wayside. Right. Detroit will fall by the wayside. My point is is that in the beginning two weeks of the season, it's it, the example that I always give that I think perfectly encapsulates what I'm trying to say is that three years ago, Seattle Mariners were the best offense in all of baseball because Domingo Santana was absolutely on fire. And at the beginning, you would have thought, don't stream against Seattle because they're terrible. They're mm-hmm. starting in Japan. It's not going to be great. And they were on fire. You know what I mean? I just think we don't know. Enough early on that we can like Boston looked awful. So, offensively. Okay, so
1: th- I mean, let's go back to the original point though. Mm-hmm. Kikuchi, right now he gets the Twins, now he gets uh, the Astros, and then now he's going then he's going to get the Red Sox. Yeah, are you starting him for all three of those? The Twins, yeah. I'm starting him against the Twins, okay. and I'm starting him against the Red Sox. See, I still wouldn't. Mm. The uh, Red Sox have looked terrible. They have for three three games. Yeah, but this I, think, one... I think that's not strong enough of a sample so but what sample are you basing yours off of i mean i don't know it's i'm looking at their offense and i feel like do how do i feel about these players through the team through the season at the moment but then you're
0: yeah but but this is what i'm saying too so if you're looking at that then jd martinez was terrible last
1: year and he looked really bad Uh, yes this is this is reliant on like my general anticipation of 2021 Mm -hmm. and that includes jd martinez performing better than he did last year sure and if you disagree with that that's good that's fine no 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 no, no. I'm not saying you specifically I'm just saying like hey if you feel that an offense isn't actually as good or nothing great then you should seize that right I but I'm still gonna go by like hey right Kikuchi looked really good he did have some issues that you talked about kind of stuff that's a tough road to go through and I still think we can play the game of generalizing offenses in some way to our benefit
0: yeah yeah I hear what you're saying I hear what you are saying. <laughs> um, no, it's good. It's good that we have like, these conversations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know. Give. I think I, it's nice to have these different perspectives. I just like the way you said that. <laughs> what? I hear what you're saying. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to uh, why why everyone's here. I will say mm. an an exciting first twenty four minutes. We got through a, a lot of different things that I didn't think we'd get to talk about. We in absolutely the first do. But minutes.
1: before we get to the list, ah, uh, we have a word from today's podcast sponsor.
0: So here we are, man, a, a podcast sponsor, look I at know. us, wow. just, just tip of the pinky as mm. I drink my large water here, um, <laughs> <laughs> alright, so we are going to start uh, with the positives here, we're going to start with the biggest risers, as you said, not a lot of moving and a shake in, in the top 50, um, Corbin Burns jumps up a little bit. You know, there's a few uh, small risers, small fallers. Just because you listen this doesn't mean you shouldn't check out the list because all I do is do the guys who rose either 10 or dropped 10. Uh, so go check out the list. But we're going to start with a guy who was really impressive that I don't want to speak for you, but I was not as excited about coming into the year, and that was Zach Eflin. He rises 13 spots from
1: 63 to 50. I mean, you certainly can. I mm-hmm. uh, Like, you can... Can say to what, what man, I am like, speak I, for you. I, yeah, speak okay, for me. There Thank you, you. Go. That was, you can say, <laughs> you can say my mouth. I didn't have a second cup of coffee today, and I it would oh. have been too late to have the yes. second one, and so I didn't do it. And I, Oh man, it's showing fast. that's okay. right, we're gonna get you through it. Anyway, yes, he increases curveball usage. Yes. And I, w- I was very skeptical that he would. He only had half of his starts last year above a 10% curveball usage last year, but Eflin threw it 19% of the time, and it was really effective. And not to mention his slider and sinker were both really good mm. as well, which isn't always a consistent thing with him. So that was a fantastic start. I am going to use the Kyle Hendricks rule here and say, like, I don't really know if he's going to consistently pitch like that. I hope he does. The whole, like, Phillies crew, I mean, Nola... Wheeler and uh, Eflin were amazing. That's why the Braves were so low. there, twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I'm sorry. I don't even. I'll, that's very mean to me to bring that back. But uh, it's, it's. I mean, it's ooh. bad. It's bad spirited. Dude, yeah, we could bring it back up. <laughs> I mean, we could go back. But okay. I, I'm. I'm apologizing already. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, Eflin. I have to throw him up just because it's fifty now. And if you look at the back half, there are a lot of bigger question marks. Surprisingly, after the first three days or four days, uh, and Eflin's like, yeah, you would be starting Eflin, so he's at fifty. Yeah, I mean, I
0: I appreciated in your SP roundup how you you advised caution, brought up the Hendricks rule because just because he went the whole thing was just because he went to the curveball that one start doesn't mean he's going to do it again, and that was the reason why we were we were hesitant because he said himself, if I don't feel it in the bullpen, I'm not necessarily going to throw exactly it, right, and you know so I'm not trying to rain on anyone's parade. That was a really really fun start to watch. He was yesterday's K leader, um, which is a, a, a shameless self plug. I'm tweeting out the K leaders every single day. Oh yeah, that's awesome. You, you can you can. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter or AlexFast8 or AlexFastPL on IG and TikTok with the
1: teens. Uh, That's me. Wait, wait. No more AlexFast8 on Instagram. No, no, uh, because that's my personal one. Uh, I
0: see. Yeah, so I have an AlexFastPL. You don't want to follow my personal one. It's just photos of Tokyo. Of course you do. (laughs) It's just all Tokyo all the time. Terrible faces for me Now I, correct me if I'm wrong I'm, We're going to move on to the second person here Dustin May rises 34 from 92 to 58 Yeah was that, Did he jump last week Because he got the starting rotation roll no, no He no, hadn't no, jumped No, no. He
1: hadn't jumped Because okay. even though they gave it to him It was one of those like Yeah but Price and Gonsolin Going to be there right after How many innings is he going to go Do I want to deal with this gotcha. And I would say over the three of them A healthy Price A healthy and A healthy May May is the third on the list for me Mm-hmm but Tony Gonsolin's on the IL now. Yeah, David Price showed up and allowed two home runs in the first four pitches, and was throwing ninety one. Yeah, and no, no. So Dustin May has the clearest hold on that spot mm. than he's ever had, and I'm like, all right, I guess you know, I, I, it's not like I dislike Dustin May the pitcher. He's at fifty eight. It's just I didn't really think he's being would be used much, and it would be a major headache. But it's very clear right now he's the number five. Yeah, and that helps him a ton. So he's at fifty eight now. Yeah. Um, it just r- reminded me of another performance that we didn't
0: talk about because there were so many good ones, but Julio Arias and chords. Yeah,
1: and he, I mean, I, I was tempted to push him up further, but I just kind of couldn't yet.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 we appreciate you taking those, uh, you know, those Yeah,
1: I, I I recognize, I recognize when things are going differently. It's like, I, I know this is going to sound very weird, but I can feel the, like, I want to say anxiety or the, uh, the push, maybe like the lack of, um, uh, of, of excitement when I make these moves. So like when I'm I look at Aureus and I see him there and I feel discomfort mm. about his position, it's very easy just to kind of move past it. Yeah. But if you actually like stop and say like, why am I de- why am I uncomfortable right now? Mm. And he goes, because he should be up higher, Nick. I'm like, well then I'll put him up higher, you know? Like yeah. and then I just do that, right? So it can be kind of hard at times. I just stare at it and I go, oh, I know, I, I think this one's wrong, and I just I keep moving. Sometimes like, why would you ever do that? No, no, push up, Aureus It's okay. You know Your bruised ego Can take it
0: But it's funny you know? too
1: Because and, and it kind of
0: brings me To another thing That I feel like We're going to experience As we're talking In this podcast Which is like At this point too There's really not Any significant amount Of data that you can Rely on too You know what right, I mean yeah It's not like You can be like Okay well let me Go to his Vanguard space And see what he Did last week It's like No
1: we have one game We the have six innings Breaker was great though
0: Yeah, oh no, but what I'm saying is like I know, I know what you're saying, yeah, yeah. The Breaker did look really good, and it is really exciting, and hopefully this is the year that he gets like 150, 160 innings, and he just looks awesome.
1: Yeah, especially, I mean, with the way that Gonsolin and Price have started, it's clear for Urias. Gonsolin on the IL,
0: and Price not looking great in that first, and coming in to relieve Bauer, like that was interesting too, like very bizarre. Uh, All right. next up we have Michael Pineda rises 12 from 72 to 60. I'm not going to sit here and say, I didn't hear anyone talking about Michael Pineda, because I'm sure there are plenty of people who were. For me personally, he was just Kind of one of those guys that fell off the the uh, you know the radar for me a little bit, Uh and here he is, and he did the kind of pineta, just really go. I think he just threw fastballs and sliders.
1: Oh yeah, this is what he does. It was it was Yeah, yeah, that, that's the Pineda, uh and he gets another good start, and it's just like yeah, if I were in a twelve teamer, I'd be like yeah, Peña can fill out the end of my ro- rotation. This is fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had better analysis than that, but I just don't. It might not be something that you stick through the entire year. I wouldn't be surprised if you're dropping Pineda in May. Yes, but uh, for now you wanna you wanna hold on to him. He gets a good matchup. I think it's the Tigers next, and that's the Minnesota offense, which I do think is scary. No, it might be actually Seattle against Kikuchi. That what? Uh, he uh Twins against Kikuchi. Uh, next. Oh, okay. So yeah. he gets Seattle next. Yeah, I think it's gonna be that. Which I would certainly do. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's gonna get another win.
0: And this is kind of what what I meant with what I said too. Like, th- we're not gonna sit here and be like, you had a forty percent swing strike rate." Like, we'll give you some CSW, but we're not. I, I feel like it's disingenuous yeah. to dive too much. into Yeah, it's only when here. there's
1: like a change, when like things are new. So you're yes. talking about the new slider from McCullers, or like or Glasnow, or the new curveball and so That's the stuff that we get excited about because it's actually them. You know, it's recrafting how we imagine them in our heads. Yeah. Right? And that's the important stuff.
0: Or as you aptly put, showing a new weapon in an arsenal that will get them strikes, which will free up oh, other things in little. their arsenal. Uh, Jay Hap rises 11 from 73 to 62. Is this more other people
1: falling? Yeah, and- it's it, there's a lot of clutter, essentially, past 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean that in the best way of just like, oh, I don't really want Brady Singer anymore. Yeah. Or Brad Keller. Uh, just because he didn't really perform very well. And that was their start. That was like, essentially, if they had performed well then, then I could say, okay, they have tough matchups, but they've performed so well there that I can buy into maybe starting them for those tough ones. Yeah. But they didn't, and now they have the tough ones, and I'm like, well, this isn't good. Uh, so they move up that way while j hasn't gone yet, but, like, he's going to get the Tigers. Mm. And, yeah, I want to start j against the Tigers.
0: Yeah, although we did just <laughs> bench him. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, right, right, right. We had better options. And, and, we, know, had we We went with Zach Davies and said, so this is our labor league, by yes. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you said Kikuchi, he rises 18 from 81 to 63. Is there any, I mean, I feel like we've hit on him. Is there anything,
1: any particular reason that he jumped up? Well, it's because he pitched so well. Mm. And it, that's, that's exactly the same argument of like the Brad Keller and Brady Singer I was just giving, was that, hey, if they do well in this and they show me something, then I may consider starting him for the other ones. I'm not saying that I am, but I, I can grasp that maybe he does do well against the Twins.
0: Okay. Um... So this one was a little bit surprising to me because I didn't think that one mm. start was so yeah great and this Chris Bassett well, rising
1: 19 from 84 so to 65. Why I was, so I was initially down on Bassett mm-hmm. because the first two starts yeah. were not ones I wanted to make mm-hmm. against the Astros. Yeah. Well, he's one removed from that now. Ah, I see, I see. So he only has one left and it's against the Astros again and I don't know if I necessarily want that but then it's two good ones after and you're going to feel okay rostering Bassett after that. Yeah. So you might want to take the chance against Houston again. I don't really think you want to. But I recognize, like, among all the guys, like, I don't know if I want to roster any of these next week. Like, oh, Bassett, I will after his next start. Yeah, I'm not taking any stance here whatsoever, but I did kind of find it ironic
0: that the Astros got booed Every game, they had a lot of things being played over the uh, you know the stereo and you know oh, funny yeah. songs and stuff like that, uh, or over the loudspeaker, I should say. And I then saw they the sign, yep. put up like five hundred runs. They're like, <laughs> okay, maybe you don't
1: want to boo him so much anymore. Yeah, Altuve was absurdly good.
0: Yeah, they, yeah, it was like, okay, I I understand, I understand where you're coming from, but you're making him more mad. <laughs> um Matt Shoemaker
1: rises ten from ninety-five to eighty-five. You look very good today. Yeah, we we've talked a lot about him. I mean, you guys understand. Shoemaker is a Toby, mm-hmm. and a Toby against a good offense – sorry, a bad offense is a good guy to roster. Yes. So, ta-da. Now,
0: biggest fallers, uh, really not too many to talk about. And the
1: only nope. the requirement that I have is
0: they have to drop 10. Uh, you know, like we said, top 50, really not going to move it around that much. And it's also four games. You're really not going to move around that much. But right. there were two that did fall below uh, more than 10 spots, I say. Chris Paddock fell 12 from 27 to 39
1: Yesterday wasn't great. So here's the thing. Tier 6 mm-hmm. in, inside of this. That's H- Jesus Lazardo, Papa Lopez, Julio Urias, Joe Musgrove, Tyler Molly, Aaron Savali, Ian Anderson, Dylan Bundy. Okay. okay. These are the guys all above Paddock now inside of Tier 6. All of them did well. Yeah. Even Savali, even though it wasn't amazing, still did well. Yeah, he did fine, yeah. And H- Jesus Lazardo, sure, he I think he allowed and runs. Also, eight strikeouts, and it was home run base for the most part. You know, even, by the way, Mike Minor, who we haven't talked about with the Royals, he pitched really well in that game. Yeah, and He I allowed, a, 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 I think, a three-run homer, and that was kind of like, oh, or two home runs, and it was just like, oh, well, fine. Mm-hmm. But it was very efficient. It was five hits or five base runners total in in those four-run runs. Uh, but anyway, with Paddock, he got the Diamondbacks, and he was very unimpressive. Uh, he does not have the 2019 fastball yet, and that's been mm-hmm. the major question I've been wanting to buy in, that he's you know taking the time to really develop it in the offseason, fix the, and the problems they had last year, it's not fixed. Mm. And he's still top 40 because he does have a lax schedule and time to get back there. And maybe he can. But with all of those other guys that I'm genuinely excited about, Tyler Molly looked fantastic. Mm. Uh, Ian Anderson doing exactly what you wanted with Ian Anderson. Dylan Bundy, yes, I, I think he looked good. I think he looked good.
0: I was, I was actually like kind of relieved, like oh good, thank he God. He's was
1: throwing ninety three, almost ninety four. Yeah, he had not hit ninety four all of last year, and he barely missed it. And like, he, yeah, and oh. he looked good. He, 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 so I mean, all of those guys, I just looked at him like, yeah, why am I? Why would I be taking paddock above them? I wouldn't. Mm. So I moved him this far down, but they were all kind of in this big grouping of like. Uh, through the first six tiers, so at forty one is the is the bar. If you guys remember from the draft, uh, saying like, who are the guys that I want to roster that I am not dropping through the year, and he's still inside of that. I wouldn't be dropping Chris Paddock, but I mean, all those guys are really good. I am like, yeah, all right, I'll I'll throw him down for now and see what happens.
0: I was it. it really wasn't. It was a start that he was like battling through. I mean, it, yeah. when you when you are walking. Their pitcher the second time through the order. It, it, like, he's you're not... not.
1: He's just not there
0: yet. Yeah. But I recognize he can be, though. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. He can still get that back. But nine called strikes on a four seamer that you're throwing over 50 times. That's he's... his pitch.
1: Yeah. It's supposed to be the thing. And uh, he did get decent separation. That is, his changeup was staying down a lot. Sure. And he wasn't really low with his heater. So, I mean, it was more, it was a kind of going in the direction you want, but there's work to be done.
0: There are, uh, like, uh, there's no statistical basis in in any of this stuff but i sometimes i think it's fun to look at foul balls and see like just to get a good indication like of oh foul balls come back (laughs) yeah i know it's (laughs) and like and it has been dug into so much and it always says that it's just noise but i do like when there are outliers how many how many so chris paddock had 13 foul balls uh and i think usually probably like 18 to 20 or so is usually about league average this is just me off the top of my head how many foul balls do you think mike fultinovich had today
1: uh, on a pitch or just total?
0: Overall foul balls. Because it's usually about 20 to 23 or 4. Well, okay, the way that you're phrasing it. Could be either really high or really low. Yeah, I'm going to say 27. It's 30. Oh, my God. 30
1: foul balls, which I just love. Guys, Obviously, guys are just seeing him super well, and they are like they just couldn't get a hold of it. So uh, generally, I think this is right from Alex Chamberlain's article, who, by the way, will be on Nick Pollock and Friends. Oh, very nice. I had a lovely conversation with him last Friday. Um, he, uh, I think he put out that article saying that that guys with two strike foul balls are mm. heavily correlated with strikeout rates. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like, so essentially foul ball happens, you have two thoughts. Either he's supposed to have gotten a hit or you're supposed to get a whiff. Mm. And I think it's siding with should have been a whiff. Oh, interesting. Because he's saying, I mean, that's 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 at least where my mind goes, but maybe it's just like it is complete noise and you have like Justin Verlander at the top and then you have like Dallas Kike. Or, it's like, oh, wait, huh? You know, Maybe it's a, an absolute noise there, but to see a lot of strikeout leaders at the top of it does make me think two strike fouls. Maybe it's, it's also just maybe two strike fouls alone. Mm. Earlier in count is not as with heavy. I don't know. It, foul balls are a very, very weird thing. They are very weird. I just took a quick look because
0: Baseball Savant is amazing, and he had 12 foul balls and two strike counts. So that is interesting. Mm. That could be interesting. That's mm. about four. That's 40%. Very interesting stuff.
1: A uh, little nice. This is specifically fastballs, though. Uh, oh, specifically of, fastballs yes, he was talking that's about. That's a little bit different. I so, would say I would say probably for breaking balls that it's a negative.
0: Uh, yeah, 60% of those 12 were off the slider. Okay, 60%. 60% of 12. So that's uh
1: 8. Yes.
0: 8. Yes. <laughs> there was 8. Yeah, it was only 3 <laughs> off the fastball,
1: all the other ones were on curveball slider. 7. It's 7. What? It's 60%. I mean there isn't really 60% off of 12.
0: Yeah, it's 58.3%. Yeah, yeah, yeah How yeah, dare yeah. you
1: steer me that way. I don't it's know. seven. <laughs> I got a D in math.
0: Um, <laughs> all right, uh, the next up is Brady Singer, who fell 15 from 67 to 85. Still 32% CSW, which was actually pretty shocking to well, see. Well, because
1: he just gets called strikes all the time. Mm. That, that's what he does. But it's like, but, <laughs> this is the fear I had with Singer, was that you can't, I mean, yes, called strikes are good, but if you don't have a put-away pitch at all, like nothing that, it, like, is that is that Singer as good as Bassett's, essentially? No. And it's not right, so I I mean I I need to see something more from. I think there's still a possibility. Like he showed out, showed some change ups as well in this game, but uh, maybe that slider can turn into it. But yeah, it's just it's too tough a schedule right now. He's still on the list because I recognize that there is upside that can show itself. Yeah, but but Singer is just not the guy that I want to go with right now. I'm a little bit worried about his future development. I just feel like uh, we how many
0: uh, like can we count on one hand how many guys we've gotten excited about at Kansas City that just needed a third pitch. Like uh-huh. Brad Keller, Jake Junis, Brady Singer. Um, really good
1: point. Uh, especially
0: those developmental guys. Like, oh, great. Nice two pitches. Although, Junis with the new cutter is
1: interesting. Uh, but he's not getting starts. so uh, He should be? Is he their number five now? He, wait, was there someone else? I, I forget. No, yeah. Bubich isn't the guy. So, it's it's Junis. He was long relief. And he already came in in relief once. Well, off, is that the first day? Because it was the first day you can do that.
0: I think it was the second. I'm going to pull up the uh, roster resource page here, and and I could very well be wrong. As of right now, uh, yeah, the starter for, for Wednesday, April 7th, is TBD. Uh, and it could be one of uh, Jacob Junis or Carlos Hernandez. And the last mm. time that Jacob, so that would be April seventh. So that's in two days. And the last time that Jacob Junis pitched was I the third. Think, you're
1: saying? I believe so. It yeah, was. Be, oh no, he good. pitched. No, he pitched on the third and the fourth. Oh yeah, it's not gonna be Junis. Yeah, that's interesting. Absolutely not. Which but like for shame. like for example, Freddie Peralta came in on opening day. Everyone's like, "What? He's in relief?" Like, no, no, it's yeah. game one. So he came pitch in game five. Yeah because right, they have an off day. It's because there wasn't a game zero <laughs> that he would have picked. Yes, which so I also fresh. felt yeah. privy
0: to. I thought it was very interesting, and I was wrong. Um, all right. The, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I was fo- I was very forthcoming about that as well, where it was like, <laughs> no, this is just pure misinformation at its finest. Um, All right, so let's move on to some of the best. New boys, one of my favorites, because there's a good
1: amount of new boys, uh, and we're going to start with Tanner Hawk at number 72. He, okay, the slider is so good. It is really and, good. And he wasn't there last time because I thought he was uh, either, like, not going to be in the rotation at first. There was a lot of cloud, There was a lot of haze about what was going on with Eduardo at the time. And then, also, if he was, then he wasn't going to go against your Orioles. He was going to have a harder matchup. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with Hawk. And then, all of a sudden, like, comes out. The slider's amazing. Fastball's... Ah, yeah. That That's the only issue. But he's also getting the Orioles. And I can imagine. I mean, that slider is so good. I... Uh, like, maybe, maybe this does work out. So I decided, you know what? Yeah, Hawk, all right. Come on up. The Let's only look. thing I, I don't think we know if he's going to be the guy to go when Erod comes Well, right. Back. Right. That's but the, the thing is, thing. if he performs well, yeah, like then theoretically, the Red Sox aren't going to hold him
0: back. No, but so I believe, um, actually, you know what? Yeah, they are. Because Tanner Huck's the only one in the rotation with, with options. options. Oh, no. Yeah, he that's is because I thought point. I thought that's it was going to really be Pavetta. Pavetta. Pavetta yeah. has no options. Martin Perez obviously no options. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 unless they move him to the yeah, he's yeah. gotta be
1: the one. Yeah. yeah, oh that's so frustrating. That does stink because I agree that I would rather have him than. Or Martin you can Perez. just release uh, Nick Pavetta and everything's fine.
0: You just put him in the back.
1: <laughs> I know that's what I was saying though. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs>
0: uh, all right, another. So keep that in mind. So pay attention to Tanner Houck. <laughs> I personally wouldn't pick him up quite yet because I think Erod should be back in like a week.
1: Well, um, we don't so you know. might get one more start don't We think. don't know because he was suffering from dead arm Then they were saying that like, it was maybe an injury too And then there's just, it's a lot of confusion Right? I mean, he did throw But it, it maybe, maybe he's back in a week Okay, I don't so know. yeah, then you could theoretically Hold on to, if you've got a streaming spot, Look, you can get Tanner I'll be honest, I mean, I, as I just said I would not be rostering Singer right now, he's at 85 mm. I would be rostering Hawk for the start Against Baltimore again Okay, um, Even though they already got him once Bruce Zimmerman that that, that's been proven better for the pitcher second time through yes yes Um, Bruce Zimmerman at 88 very excited about that I mean he we talked about before but yeah like Blake Snell blueprint was there this is the problem though Hmm. that was I think him at his best right it could be right I mean that was oh that was I mean red at the very top everything else way down there was very little in the middle yeah I don't see a world where he like takes this and goes way better. No, right. I, no, I agree. Um, and the result of that, I mean sure you could say like, oh, it was three hundred runs, maybe it's like one hundred run instead. Um, but still five strikeouts and stuff. And like I don't think the ceiling is that high for Bruce Zimmerman, but the one thing I will concede is that this could be the start of a Vargas rule. Oh, just keep riding it until yeah. he blows up. And because if he if he keeps the one like that, great. Yeah. I don't have any expectations that he can pitch that well with that high command. Maybe he can, and that's wonderful too. I, uh, but I mean he would have to get the Red Sox again. Mm. I believe, and uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I want that. I mean, I think like we got kind of lucky with the first one, but maybe not. But pitchers are better the second time through. Well, they are, but I mean, I'm talking about. The, I'm weighing that with Bruce Zimmerman. Are you going to perform at that same level? Yeah,
0: it could be. I mean, I was like, to me, it's funny. This is like almost like a Keegan Aiken guy, where it's like low fastball velocity, but he's able to put it where he needs to put it. Um, and then the slider, I've always dug. What? Wait, well, it's it like 92. Yeah, ninety one, ninety two. it hit yeah, okay. 93, I think. Okay. Um, it's uh, I, That's the same as Aikens. But Zimmerman, his slider's always been the pitch that I've been obsessed with. It was the pitch I was tweeting about last spring training because he mm. got Austin Meadows on, like, three straight. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a fantastic pitch. The changeup is really what blew me away. He was, like, front-dooring changeups to lefties. And I was like, whoa! Like, it, it looked absolutely beautiful to me. I would love to see if he can be consistent with that. The curveball has never really been a good pitch for him. And right. he had a few that were like, that's interesting. I still don't know if that's going to be a good pitch for him. So I think you're right in that, like, even if Bruce Zimmerman does go back out there, I don't know if Bruce Zimmerman's ever going to be like an eight or nine
1: strikeout guy. I just oh, don't yeah. think well, he's that, going well, to right. be that. So the ceiling is capped. Like he's, You're hoping for a good Toby. Yeah, exactly. Right, and yeah, that's that. why it would be a Vargas rule, essentially, if it works. Yeah. So, I mean, look, he gets yeah he does get Boston next. Mm-hmm. Are you starting Bruce Zimmerman for that? Yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah? In, Fen- in Baltimore. That, that seemed like a threat. Yeah, oh, yeah, it. I'll do it again. <laughs> I do it once and I'll do it again. You guys don't have to see his eyes as he says it. <laughs> I'm in the murder room. Like, I gotta defend myself here. Can you just stop calling it the murder room? <laughs> I built this for us okay so so for everyone listening to have a better quality audio to their ears no to, echo everything we have to stop joking people hate it when we joke people hate it when we show our oh, man. friendship um <laughs> all right wade miley at 89 okay there is an amazing video out there i don't know if you've seen it mm-hmm. it was from me last week live streaming the list um, and I, Josh Sperry made it. Oh, where he's
0: describing. Well, I, I
1: essentially wanted a small tangent. And I thought it was really funny. Bream is like, Nick, what do you, th- you know, uh, what's, what's beautiful? And asking someone else, what's the beautiful thing you've seen? And they're like describing the cliffs of whatever, of yeah. Avalon. And like Sperry puts up like the clouds and the, the waves. And like, hey, Nick, what do you yeah. like? I'm like, Wade Miley's schedule, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> it's gorgeous. It really is, though. He has such a nice schedule ahead. And you might, like, want to take advantage of it I mean, it, it's, look, St. Louis Cardinals Fine, I think, actually, he's missing that one It's going to be Pirates, because Hoffman got that mm-hmm. uh, And then Arizona, and then Cleveland, and then St. Louis Like, this is, this is kind of good I mean, I the, the, the Cardinals I know, we don't know, we don't know, we just we don't, don't know, know. Arizona, Ketel Marte looks like an MVP I want to I make this a clear, clear again 89, I even said it at Singer yes. I would not roster at 85 100%, right? We're not just, talking about top 50, so 50 guys clue. But, like that could work Yes That could I, work I very much agree with that It definitely could work And maybe the cutter's back I just hope that cutter's back
0: Yeah I think that we also forget too Like if we throw away his last year Yeah And then the the last September of the previous Well year. that's the thing that Everyone's got such a bad taste in their mouth Because of that really poor yeah. September uh, So and, and this
1: isn't me saying like Hey watch out Miley's gonna be great again But there is upside there, there Oh yeah is actual The first five months there. He was like a one of the best. He was. He was going for Spider Man. That is the best. Toby. Yeah. Right. It was. It was wonderful. And then he got ousted in the first inning on the first five guys or whatever. Yeah. And then that happened again. Yeah. It was brutal. And it's just like, how is this? How is this happening?
0: I also just refuse to believe in. You know, you can take this or leave this. This is much more narrative driven. But I really refuse to believe that the Reds who. Have had aside from the Luis Castillo start, got a great outing out of Tyler Molly. Jeff Hoffman really know, like was, blew people that away. Was,
1: that was weird. But
0: that was so. But I just have trouble believing that that driveline group would just put out Wade Miley, knowing that knowing what they know. You know what I mean? There's sure. no way that they would be like he would beat a, beat out T.J. Antone, and he was going to beat out Michael Lorenzen, he was going to beat out all these great stuff guys. If he was just crap, you know, I just don't believe
1: that. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument that I don't know if I believe, but I've certainly heard before that if you're paying a pitcher. You're going to start him. Yeah, that's a good point. And they paid Miley, I think it was a two-year deal or something like that. And, like, we're
0: paying you. You're
1: going out there.
0: You yeah. Know? Yeah, sadly, as an Orioles fan, I all know all about that. If you pay people, you have to <laughs> pay them. wasn't as
1: bad. He was
0: no, bad. I mean Chris Davis. Like, I would love to just <laughs> Yeah, I know, him. I know. Um, you know, it's funny. Like, <laughs> I, once again, getting back into the narratives of, like, you know, we don't talk about spring training stats until we do. And then... People were really ragging on Dylan Cease last night for what was a terrible first inning and then a start where he battled back the rest of that oh, start. Oh, and I'm not
1: even in on Cease. I, I'm guilty of this mm. Of the first two innings of every start are always way more important than yeah. the next, like, three or four.
0: You just reminded me. I had such a bone to pick with you tweeting about Andrew Heaney in his first two innings and he got lit up. Well, yeah. No,
1: no, no. But I didn't read the tweet. It was something about his CSW in the first two innings. And when it was more about like, I am really excited because his fastball is looking really good. Okay. And that's all it was. It's not like, oh, he's breaking out now. Oh, this is it. I was just like, look, he's throwing harder than ever with his fastball and he's getting it up. And that's returning a CSW so far through two innings. He is amped right now. All right. That's the
0: tweet. All right. But still, CSW through through, through two innings?
1: this is on me because everyone interpreted it as you did. All right. All right. Fair enough. But that was I was really I was like I gotta share this. The, you guys know me. I see this stuff and excited. I get so amped, and I just throw that on Twitter. You yeah, know, because yeah. that's that's me. That's what this is all about. You're you right, know?
0: and I don't mean to deaden your enthusiasm. I don't. <laughs> but Dylan Cease at ninety, it was like I'm not a I'm not a huge Dylan Cease fan. The command issues obviously still scare me, but like. That first inning was brutal. He bounced back, but the
1: command issues are still very much there. I I think I, by the way, the first two innings thing. I'm reacting that in the negative way, as in like people say like, oh, he allowed an inning, uh, an run or two in the in the first couple innings, and Uh they say like, oh, this is he's he's done or something like that. Well, then he goes like four more, you know, like comfortable or like it was bad luck or whatever it is. We overreact too negatively to, I think, the first two innings. Less of the positive. Normally, if he's doing well in the first two, he like, kind of carries. Yeah, people minutes. are like, yeah, great. How can I find the negative in somebody else? And that's <laughs> that's humans. That's me as well. That is, oh, no, it's not fast. That's not you whatsoever. Anyway, Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, he had 11 strikeouts and zero walks. Remember that in the spring training? Mm. That was a lot. the <laughs> previous start before it. And I wish. Oh, I've been so great if he was able to do that. And he just wasn't. And we didn't. You know, I would have really liked to have seen, like, I don't know, some GIF overlay of, like, all the things he throws. Mm. It would have been really, really helpful. Yeah,
0: I, You know, I should tweet it. I have it on the cutting room floor. I know he, <laughs> it was about how he attacks the shadow and the heart. He goes over the heart of the plate with a fastball, shadow zone. Like a proper rogue. Yeah, exactly. The shadow and the heart. It sounds like a weird, lame romance novel. Oh, man. Yeah, it, it, was, it really wasn't fantastic for him. It's still kind of the same concerns. And this is so, once again, this is just something that I observed. I he really seemed like he was beating himself up after every single pitch that mm. like he missed. Every single pitch that he would miss, he would just pace around the mound like in a circle, and it was sad
1: because A. Rod said it, and I was like, oh, oh, I was I can't about agree to say this. I, I was about to say, I'm so sorry, but A. Rod was saying this. I thing. know
0: he was, and I I don't <laughs> I genuinely don't agree with anything that he says, but it, there wasn't anything there that led me to believe that he was like. And obviously, there's opposites too. Sometimes I don't like it when guys are like, "All right, I'm just going to pitch through this really angrily," and then they just keep missing more and more. But either way, the biggest takeaway
1: from Cease is like. Don't judge too much by what was not the worst start ever. Right. So he, um, so I wasn't, I didn't put him on the list before because I love other guys that were like, hey, these are actually ones I would consider. I would not have started C's for this one because he, we just didn't know what he was, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. But I ran out of pitchers. I had to remove a lot more. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, at least I recognize that like there is something there with Cease. So he showed up at ninety. That that's all you got there. Yeah. You know. And finally, we have uh, a 92. Not finally, we got a few more. No, 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 he's showed up. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. I have a nickname
0: for him. You do? Yeah. I'm excited. Do I was excited to see him there. He's at number 92. What's his yeah. nickname? Coffee uh,
1: Coffee Cakes.
0: Coffee cakes. So, should I say his name first or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah go this ahead. Is JT Brew Baker we're talking yeah. about. So, Brew Baker coffee cakes. Very good.
1: <laughs> very nice. So proud of
0: yourself. I really <laughs> so like that one. That is very nice. That is very nice, especially because it's like a relaxing puzzle yeah. in Zelda that's not too hard and you can mm. still figure it out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you sure, really, sure. Then you get to it. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: that's nice. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Like you figured out right away. You it got did. There. It felt like that simple puzzle in
0: Zelda, and I got a nice yeah, endorphin was, rush.
1: Uh, I'm proud of you. Okay. And uh, coffee cakes is at 92. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what. He did it, anyway. Yeah, of course. No, no, no. He hasn't started yet. It's. I feel kind of weird, like making moves with guys that haven't gone yet tonight. Right. Uh, well, right. But when I made the list, like he hasn't yeah. done anything. Yeah. Uh. So Brew Baker to me is someone who can be a good Toby kind of, and that's it. Yeah. And. I hope for more, but there isn't more in that repertoire. It's just the slider, really. He's a ratio guy. I think yeah. if, if you're gonna get him, that that it stinks that he's on that team because he's probably
0: not gonna get you many wins, especially with Cabrian Hayes out. Uh, so yeah, that kind of stinks. Um, number ninety four. I think I can finally get this right. Adrian Morejon. I think I
1: think it's Hone. Morejon. 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 Okay. I, I think I could be wrong. Right. I know. I know. I, I should have looked it up. I. Anyway, I used to say more John, so at least I'm going know, in the right direction. I, I couldn't. I, I did a whole more John Gray. Why would you want that? Ooh, very nice. Anyway, but I couldn't. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I told myself like months ago. <laughs> but Adrian is inside the Padres' rotation right now, and the Padres have just in general a very lax schedule. Hmm. I can imagine a situation. Mariano has a nice splitter going, and that works out. Uh, not my favorite play. Pretty risky, I think, and I don't even know how many innings they'll let him go for. Uh, but yeah, he deserved a spot. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, Logan Allen, he went today. He's at number ninety-five. Same kind of idea. Um, the better benefit of of Adrian is he has, I think, a better schedule and a little bit more comfort of like he has the spot. Logan Allen, um, I think there's like piggybacking going on with Cal Quantrill. Also, I don't really love his stuff as much. Uh, there's been some hype around him from the spring, I think, and I've never yes. really seen it. Um I want to watch I didn't really get the chance to watch too much of him from today but uh I actually I'll be doing it. Don't think you're going to love it. Yeah, I I I remember it from last year and be like, yeah, I don't it wasn't really much to be excited about.
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what was interesting? So I watched the the, the first three innings. Uh, mm-hmm. The first inning was not great. He ended up walking the bases loaded and then getting out of it with a strikeout against Michael Taylor. Um, and then he was just missing arm side a bunch with the fastball. Sure, basketball. sure, just oh, yeah, that's not armside, good. Arm
1: side, arm side, arm side, arm side. That's, that's a lagged arm. That's yeah, tired.
0: It was it was interesting. And then the second he came in at, in the second inning, I should say, and just like ninety three over the heart of the plate that Wood Mairfield punished. To left field um, Then he settled So I, I can't speak fully To the start mm-hmm. He went five uh, innings Two earned runs Five hits Two walks Three Ks So uh-huh. Man that's as
1: black As it gets Yeah exactly I've never actually like, Said that out loud I don't know if you've read it How many times On the SB <laughs> roundup But that's like you. Do you want this I guess so Like it, it's a 3.6 ERA If I remember If I do my math right uh, And that's the good part And a 1.4 whip And like oh No it's it's incredibly
0: black because yeah. you're you're not getting strikeouts, you're yeah. not getting ratios, you're, just, you're not getting
1: wins. You don't get a quality start. You get a 3.6 ERA though. Yeah, okay, that's not true. Uh, that's right. the that's only okay. thing. Yeah, I, but but yeah, Logan Allen. I remember him from when he was on the Padres in 2019. He had moments being like, oh, I could see a scenario where I would start Logan Webb and hope for a quality start. Yeah, and that was it. And it's been like 18 months since I've thought about him since really. Uh, but hey, I figured you know he's got a rotation spot right now and. Why not? Let's just see what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, and probably gone next week. Well, and he might not be. I mean, this is another important thing too. I mean, like we preached this at the beginning. We're not gonna take the really nice starts too seriously. And this does not mean that Logan
1: Allen is gonna be a command issue moving forward. This is just what we saw today. I meant it. Yeah, I meant it more of like I'm gonna take a look at that start and tell you about like the stuff itself and how I feel.
0: Now we come to the final Final edition,
1: okay. at number one hundred. All right, so I was I went searching because I removed a lot of guys, and uh, I realized that I had removed more than I had planned to add to the list. Um, and uh, yes, I had considered Taylor Widener, mm-hmm. I had considered Stephen Matz, and honestly, I probably should have put both of them at a hundred. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Hundred isn't necessarily the hundredth; it's it's a it's a meaningful spot. Yeah, and I put Nick Pavetta. Someone suggested it in the Twitch chat. I was like. Perfect. Yeah, he's like, yeah. "No, no, no! I meant to do it as a joke." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was like, "No, no, 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 no! We're doing that." So th- let me explain why for Pavetta. Go ahead. Okay. In general, um, when it comes to the pictures I want to go for. Uh, there's the mystery box and there's the known commodity. Okay, and the known commodity, if that's not at a level that you are okay with, I I would rather go for the mystery box every sure. time. I feel like with Taylor Widener, he's maybe not necessarily a known commodity, but I didn't like it enough for me to feel like I would miss out not getting Taylor Widener. Um, Steven Matz, I probably should have done, um, and I heard later on, yeah, he I think he did well today mm-hmm. uh, for the Jays, but uh, Pivetta, I, I look, I can't shake it. I can, there's, there's a little part of me that's like Pavetta still has a little bit of something in there. Sure. And maybe it shows up. I don't know. Mystery yeah. box. I don't blame you. Um, I want, I'm gonna I want to talk a little bit about Taylor Widener because I do absolutely yeah we,
0: we, we had a fun moment uh talking about him over the weekend I think or with, when it, with the last spring training start yes. for the Diamondbacks that's Yes. A, yeah because that's, it that's was. So, I was watching last spring training start with the Diamondbacks watching Aaron Savali, and Taylor Widener was pitching and I was like oh my god some of these sliders some of these change-ups are really good and then obviously he has uh I, I'm not gonna say fantastic it was a good start against uh, the Padres yesterday oh yeah
1: no he way overperformed
0: yeah he, he so this is what was interesting so I watched I did I had a, a second day so I got to to watch all of his pitches all over again. Um, it's very funny because he actually
1: did not, as you aptly wrote, did not have his best fastball command. Oh, no. He, he threw so many bad fastballs that somehow the Padres did not take advantage of. Well, a lot of them were just not
0: competitive fastballs. And a lot of them from the ones that I saw were ones that were like back off the plate, but not intentionally. Like yeah, they right, just got right, away right. from me. So it was kind of like they just. And then there were some that were over the heart of the plate. He still had. 16 called strikes in the pitch, which I actually was very... So actually, I should correct myself. He had poor fastball control, it seemed at times, not command, because he was not even able to get it into the zone every once in a while. He would lose it. What was also interesting, too, was he went from 90 to 96. Did one fastball at 96. I was like, what? Because yeah, mostly yeah. he was sitting 93 all day, and I wonder if he then does have two fastballs that he's like, okay, here's my 91, 92, here's my 93, 94. That could be subjective. They all kind of look the same. He really liked to shoot knees a lot. Yesterday mm-hmm. with that four seamer, um, and then occasionally elevating, but not, t- I couldn't uh, genuinely tell if he was doing so yeah, on purpose. Well, right, right, right. Um, the thing that really gets me is both the slider
1: and the changeup flash signs of being oh man, man really good. You pitches. sent me, uh, actually, I was watching it because you were, uh, I knew you'd watch like every Aaron Savali start. Mm. So you're talking about Taylor White, and I was like, oh, he must be going against Savali. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, uh, so I started watching it, and there was an at bat against Josh Naylor where he threw 96 away. This was in spring training. They, Naylor fouled off, but had to like lean out and get, and mm-hmm. then he threw a slider inside that just completely ate him up. Yeah. And that was that was like, okay, there is something here.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then he so he did the same thing. He had a few sliders that were like that, where it was just like these guys are completely yeah. fooled. He had two backdoor changeups that were both of Eric Hosmer's strikeouts that were like Oh lordy! Like yeah. they were just absolutely gorgeous, and it was fun too to see that you know righty attacking that lefty in that way because he has that slider against righties that he's going to be able to use effectively. But you need that nullifier against lefties. Oh man, I was and obviously like the, the downside is okay. I I don't know if he's always going to be able to command that changeup. The downside is he gave up two blasts. Well, one blast, one of them Jose Ramirez probably might not have been a home run all the time, but there was you know he gave up some hard contact yeah. in that spring training he started he gave up a little hard contact in that san diego start no one runs uh, and they weren't able to take advantage of that so, for me, I I was excited. I recognize that there is plenty of downside. If that fastball command goes by the wayside, it doesn't matter. But it does seem like that changeup might be another pitch. He threw the slider for strikes every once in a while, too.
1: So, so okay. So, I mean, I know you've had this before. Mm-hmm. But, my God. Th- I mean, this is the fun. This is, like, you see a guy that we no one is considered, no one cares about. And all of a sudden, you're like, wait, there is actually things about this guy that relate to this other one that I really like. Yeah. And you see flashes of it. And all you want is just... Please just do that all the time Yeah, And I uh, I think it's I mean I don't want to even call them a peas That is a poor execution awesome stuff Because it's not awesome stuff yet Mm-mm. Um, But you see those flashes and We just gotta wait We just gotta like I don't know if that's gonna be there always If that development would be there If you're in a dynasty league sure mm. uh, Taylor Widener has those flashes And that should make you somewhat interested uh, But yeah for your 12 teamers I mean I think it's just too risky at the moment
0: yeah, so for me, my twelve teamer is like a weird dynasty mix. So I picked him up for a buck, and but that's also for a me buck. To, <laughs> a buck. That's for me to. Um, <laughs> that's for me to prove. You know, and this is important for us too. Like, you know, I don't. No one ever does this. No one ever yells at us when we get a streaming pick wrong. Or I oh, hope they, never. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding? They probably yell <laughs> at you all yeah. the time. Um, <laughs> but at least you guys should know that we put our money where our mouth is. You know oh, what yeah. I mean, like Taylor Widener's on a team of mine. I'm ready to rock. There Bruce Zimmerman is on my TGFBI team, and I'm ready to rock. Look at you. I said, why not? It's a 15 teamer. Why not? Sure. Why not? Got him' for free. Um, but
1: guys, what a fun one! Mm. What a fun one. We're back. We're in the groove. Oh yeah. And we've only had
0: four days of games.
1: I know. Oh man. Next week we'll actually have like a proper list,
0: <laughs> and we'll have seen everyone. Everyone
1: will have pitched. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. That's a very good point. Uh, but uh, it's back. It's good to be back doing this. Fast, it feels we got great. We got six months, baby. It feels great. Get get us more games so we can actually have stats that we can talk
0: about. Mm. And, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, there are some fun matchups tonight. I think it, it's got to be Jordan Montgomery going tonight, right? Uh, I think so. It is. Oh, it, so it's actually the. Oh, I, I miss doing this too. Talking about the live breakdowns of games that are happening oh, right, right now. Oh, it god. is the the best team in baseball <laughs> is playing, maybe the worst in the Yankees. Orioles. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. The you're Orioles. Funny. It's it's you're
1: funny. How does how, it feel to say that it, it,
0: I, it, I this love it disingenuous right of course disingenuous <laughs> terrible but it's so much fun to say uh, it's 0-0 zero, zero in the top of the third uh, Jordan Montgomery already has seven swings and misses of course he very does very nice I'm just, no, uh, that's wonderful <laughs> Uh, Tyler Rogers already given up three earned runs in the first inning. Trevor Rogers? Excuse me. Trevor Rogers. Oh, no. Against the Cardinals. Ooh. Not great, Bob. Um, Rob? J- JT, Brew- <laughs> JT Brubaker, JT Brubaker. Baker, bottom of the second, man on first and second so far. No earned runs. Here we so go, far. coffee cakes. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, there's so much fun stuff to talk about. I'm so happy to be yes. back here with you. But yes, that is going to do it for episode number 253 of On the Corner, the official
1: pitcherlist.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week you <laughs>